Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'd like to talk about miracles, and there are many different ways to look at miracles. For example, uh, traditionally, the Catholic Church has a practice of documenting the miracles of saints, and there's a very extensive literature about it because in order for a saint to be canonized, these miracles have to be well-documented and attested, and then they go through something like a courtroom procedure where you have the, the devil's advocate trying to tear down the miracles of the saint and the proponents trying to explain why they really are miracles so that we can look back over hundreds of years and find very interesting documentation of uh, what the church has come to regard as miracles. And frankly, Many of these would be in accordance with what parapsychologists look at when they think of psychokinetic events, levitations, healings, uh, and things of that sort, as, as well as a wide variety of altered states of consciousness and uh, precognitions or prophecies. So that's one sense in which the term miracles is used. Now, I have a cousin who um, is a parapsychologist, or I should say was, a deceased cousin. D. Scott Rogo wrote about 20 books on parapsychology before his untimely death in 1990, some time ago. But one of his books was about miracles, and uh, it's really a good read. And there, there are several other parapsychologists who have taken this subject up and attempted to analyze religious miracles from a parapsychological perspective. Another one that comes to mind is my friend Michael Grosso, who wrote a recent book about uh, Padre Pio, the uh, Catholic saint who is, was known for his levitations, and they occurred under very well-documented conditions. Now, that's one sense of the word miracle. There's another sense, for example, in a course in miracles is a, I guess you could say it's a set of books, it, which has been translated now into many languages. It's a spiritual guide with lessons for every day of the week for 365 days. I have many friends who have gone through the Course in Miracles program and have found it highly beneficial. And I've had the great pleasure of meeting Helen Shuckman and Bill Thetford, the two creators of the course, who were professors of uh, educational psychology at Columbia University when all of this happened. Uh, as I recall the story, they were very sick and tired of their lives as college professors. and. One day, as I recall, uh, Helen said to Bill, or Bill said to Helen, there's got to be a better way. We can't just continue like this. It's so frustrating. And the next thing we know is that Helen began receiving instructions, take dictation. It seemed to be coming from Jesus Christ. And Helen, being a Jewish woman, was perplexed and amazed, uh, but she took dictation and out came the, the course which is like three volumes and has now influenced the lives of, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Well, The Course in Miracles is about 
allowing miracles into your own life. And it's interesting because it starts uh, out the initial lessons, which I find to be perhaps the most important, are almost like the old Monty Python movie. Everything you know is wrong. It's like... Uh, you don't understand the meaning of every anything that you see, this chair, this table, this video you're watching. You have no idea what is really going on. In fact, you give it all the meaning, and, and the meaning you give it is meaningless. And whenever you get upset, it's because you see a meaningless world that you project out into the world. But God would never create a meaningless world. So what you need to do is give up your beliefs, give up all your cherished beliefs, give up the way in which you impose your meaning to the world around you and let miracles into your life. And well, people testify that there's a lot of value in going through this program. Uh, I'm not a follower, I've actually never gone through the entire program, but I have a healthy respect for it nonetheless. And. Yet again, there's another way to view miracles. We talk about the miracle of life. Every time a baby is born, that's a miracle. And yet, uh, materialists, physiologists will say, no, we know how people come into the world the normal way uh, through uh, DNA and the zygote and uh, so on. We understand the reproductive process at a biological level very, very well. And I think that's true. Although, uh, of course, if you listen to our video on biofields, I think it's fair to say there's a great deal about human biology we still have to learn. But that aside, there's a deeper miracle, and it's the miracle of existence. Why does anything exist? Why are we here at all? Why is there a physical universe instead of just pure nothing? That is the question that has never been answered. That is the question that is really the source of all the great myths of the world, the story of the gods. The uh, various myths of every culture have some kind of an answer as to why creation occurred at all. And that's a fundamental miracle. And it seems to me that an appreciation of just the nature of existence gives you a sense, gives me a sense certainly, that every moment is miraculous. And I think to the extent that we go through our daily life and we don't appreciate the miraculous of every single here and now moment, we take them for granted. I mean, we're given so many thousands of seconds hundreds of thousands of seconds or tens of thousands of seconds in a human lifetime. I haven't ever calculated exactly, but it wouldn't be hard to calculate the number of seconds in, let us say, uh, an 80-year lifespan. Each second is precious. Each second is, in, a, in effect, miraculous. Why should we be here at all instead of there being just pure nothing? And I do think when you can appreciate the miracle of existence itself, then you open yourself up to what other people might think of as miracles. Now, I've had the pleasure of witnessing and describing to you on these videos many 
of the events that have peppered my life. I've had many synchronicities, many you know, wonderful dreams that have changed my life, many encounters with magical people. But none of that compares honestly to the miracle of existence itself. Uh, and I think that maybe I was blessed in the sense that as a young child, I began puzzling over the miracle of existence. If you read the introduction to the uh, first edition of The Roots of Consciousness, I recall being a 10-year-old child. I used to climb up on the roof of our house and sit up there in the little town of Fond du Lac where I grew up and ask myself, why am I me? Why am I in this body and not in any of the other bodies I see walking around on the streets? How did all this happen? And if you can hold the mystery of existence itself in your heart, it gives you an opportunity to open up to the possibility of other miraculous events. And it also gives you the possibility of letting go of some of the cherished beliefs that you may hold that interfere with your appreciation of the miracle of existence itself. Let me ask you, in closing, to think about that, to think about what prevents you, moment by moment in your life, from losing touch, if you do, with the miracle of every single breath you take. Thank you for being with me.